<laughs> Good morning. Good and morning. To Plant Experts Live at Prairie Gardens. I'm just excited because I got the equipment to work finally. <laughs> it was a close call. <laughs> I'm Tamara McDaniel, and we have the plant experts standing by out here at Prairie Gardens, 3000 West Springfield in Champaign, corner of Springfield and Duncan. So uh, stop by the store or phone in at 356-9397 or even text us your questions or comments at 351-5357. And if you do that, you can get expert advice from Marianne Metz. Good morning, Tamara. <laughs> good morning, Marianne. Good morning, John Weisgarber. Good morning, Tamara. And good morning, Steve Hi. Brown. Hi, Tamara. Hi. I'm going to have to amp up my enthusiasm yeah, this morning. Get on it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, keep up with her. My adrenaline is going now. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> okay. Two minutes to show. Where's the audio? <laughs> oh, well. well. It's not like you don't get here well in advance either. Yeah. Well, thank you. You know, because yeah. you're always here bright and early. early. It's just a matter of things happen. Yeah. Things happen. That, that's just kind of like that was. snow yesterday. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's talking about things happen. Oh, no kidding. That wasn't good for the soul. At least it wasn't good for my soul. It was pretty, though. It was very pretty. I think it was, yeah, the Ish. best kind where it's pretty and then you don't have to deal with it sticking. And there's nothing to just deal with. Away. Right. Yeah, I guess it was the fact that it was so cold that it could do that is what probably really bothered that me. That might be the issue because oh. two days before that we were sweating like crazy. Yeah, yes. that might be it. Yeah. Oh, we're in the Midwest. That's right. <laughs> but, but even more so this year. I mean, it has been. Yeah. About as wonky of a season with weather as you yeah, can possibly. Yeah, why finish it any differently? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, so who knows what's going to happen the next couple point. months, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's been a roller coaster. Okay. But it also kind of scares me when you say that, though. I it's know. Like, oh, no, the, what is the next? The concept of What does she like, know? <laughs> <laughs> well, i tell you what. What? what? Let's go around the table. Uh-oh. Okay. How many plants that you intended to bring inside didn't make it in, folks? Oh. Marianne. Can you hear the drum roll? Yeah. I have all my plants in. What? No. Is this two years in a row? Three days ago. I know. This is No, this is the first year in a row. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, let's just leave that, I'm, let's I'm leave usually that row a, word off. La, the, last uh, last night when it was really cold and it was still there was still moisture in the, in the air, you know, that stuff, mm-hmm. that's when I bring mine in. But no, I got it done two days before that. When it was pleasant? When it was almost hot. I'm thinking, and you were God, saying it was 86. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they'll be wrong. Do I really need to do this? Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I did. That did cross my mind. It did. And, and <laughs> it I, might be too warm for this. I was close behind you. I brought mine in the day before. Good for you. <laughs> the snow. <laughs> but, uh, how about, how about you, you, John? Wow. <laughs> there was uh, a blanket on top of. Several things. Aha. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, oh, so what he's saying is no. <laughs> he's saying no. Okay. Big, <laughs> a big no. Okay. <laughs> it's a big no. Yeah. <laughs> was it an electric blanket or? No. <laughs> no. Okay. No. Just checking. Yeah. All right. But, long uh, long yeah. extension cord. Yeah. Hey. How about you, Steve? Mr. Brown? I got everything in that I had to get in. Had to get in, yes. There was a couple of optionals that just didn't work out for my schedule. And yeah. I'll, like what? I'll, I'll take a look at it. Well, there's a couple of hibiscus that... Probably aren't real happy now, but I'll look at them tomorrow afternoon. And if they're still looking worth it, I might dig them out of the ceramic pots that they're in. Ah, uh, yeah. But okay. they're not the kind of thing I could have just grabbed and, and chucked in. Oh, so yep. uh, some things that um, were physically manageable made it inside the house. Yep. Um, a couple things that weren't as physically manageable got horsed into a wheelbarrow. 
and wheeled around into the garage. <laughs> All right. Um, hey, you did a lot of work. You did uh, yeah. You, you know, so they're there. They're in the wheelbarrow. They're going to stay in the wheelbarrow. Yep. Until, All right. <laughs> and you know what I had to do before I brought everything in? I had to really water everything super well, oh, which isn't yeah. good from a, uh, a weight standpoint, but from a mess in the house standpoint, I thought, I'm going to get one really good soaking good idea. on that stuff outside Yeah. so I can avoid the whole cleaning up my mess inside. Even though it's eventually going to happen, I just wasn't as prepared with some of the saucers and some of the things needed to... I I actually, this kind of caught me off guard. I I wasn't expecting it to be quite like they said it was going to be. Uh, You know, it's always off a little bit. Like one night. Yeah. You know, but, but not like... Seven nights or whatever we're having of this. Yeah, that's cool going to be that's going to be a little more of an issue. The extended cold, so and it's going to get colder. So uh, some couple of these nights coming up. Yeah, I think Monday. So, you mm. know, if you've got things outside, they might not have been damaged. Probably not because it isn't that cold that long. But probably they'll be okay. Um, like Steve left out his hibiscus, they're probably okay. So you know, if he decides to, he can bring them in. But Hmm. I would do it before Monday, you said? Yeah, Monday night? Monday's 31, supposedly. Oh. You know, but it's a reality check in terms yeah. of do I have oh. a place to to put this inside the home or inside a shed or whatever you're, whatever oh, you're sure. going to go for. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and then if I have the place for it, am I going to keep up with it and do it or am I just going to? Yeah. Or is it going to be out of sight? Get toasted in a different way. Out of your regular path. Well, yeah, because yeah, I, so I have, I have like, these huge Boston ferns and you know there's always good intentions you know you're going to bring them in and every time you bring them in then you know there's that transition and then they don't like the the dry heat they seriously and don't like all that do mess. I want a vacuum or sweep yeah. it up every and I'm just like you know what yeah. I'm just going to leave those as a summer annual and then you Smart. know, you yeah. just have to get to that point with some plants. Maybe yeah. like the hibiscus you're talking about, Steve, and, and the Bostons, yeah. They're just a little bit more of an issue. And the only reason I'm considering one of the hibiscus are it's just the flowers are a little bit more exotic. Oh, sure. You know, yeah. it's not one of the $10 hibiscus yes. guys, yeah. Yeah. which which has been a beautiful, rewarding plant all summer long. But yeah. it's probably not going to get carried over because I, I can't imagine myself wanting to take care of it. For right. ten bucks exactly. for the next six months. Exactly. I just don't yeah. think that's gonna happen. Wow. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's an interesting way of putting it. Because it's so hard to get rid of plants, you know. And okay, yeah, you don't have room for that one or that one is not gonna make it, or like your Boston ferns, you know. They're gonna end up shedding and not being happy with the dry heat. Yeah, and I'm gonna be aggravated. And what are they gonna look so like next May when it's time to go back outside? Yeah. Are they gonna be mm. better or are they gonna not be well, it's better. not going to be would something like that I want. Would you like the honest truth? Want. I could right. tell you exactly. Well, exactly. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, in, in the nursery business, I, you know, I've been in it for a long time. And the, I, I had somebody tell me one time, the mark of a good nursery person is the size of their compost pile. So you have to get to that point where it's comfortable throwing plants away. Boy, it took me a long, it's probably 15 years to really realize that, oh, oh. that poor thing is, is like 90% dead. I can't save it. Okay, I that, saved everything. That does make me feel better. Yeah. I, well, yeah. 15 I years. Everything. You recycled it. You didn't throw it away. You, right. Yeah. That's a good way to look at yeah. it. It's recycling. Yeah. yeah, really. I think perhaps the Earth, sign Earth, would Earth, be. Earth, ashes to ashes, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> the sign of a good nursery person would be maybe the size of their turned compost pile. Turned um, compost pile. That's whole. Oh, that's that. different. <laughs> Disqualified. 
No, I'm thinking, man, you just beat me. <laughs> yeah, but you just started yours last two a couple of weeks ago, didn't you say? Well, yeah, or this year, I, it hasn't been turned. Yeah, okay. We've been accumulating a pile throughout the summer. That's fine, hey. and it needs to be turned. You got to accumulate gotta before you can. Uh, Absolutely. Bother. So just keep accumulating now. Don't bother turning right now. I don't think you're going to get a whole lot out of it. You so. don't think so? I, I do, or you're going to be having leaf debris and other things still happening a lot over the next few weeks, right? Yes. Yeah, I'd, I'd accumulate for a while. And if you want to maybe mix yeah. it later on, but I don't know if you're going to have enough heat to maybe not do a whole lot anyway. We'll see. Okay. Compost, good stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, and if I don't leaf know. Leaf cleanup, a pain in the neck. But good to hear that we can just add it to the compost pile. You sure can. And if Absolutely. you can chop it up before with a mower or something like that, oh, right. it'll, it'll break down a lot better than if you put it in whole. Plus, it won't be blown out of your pile. Okay. Thank you. As much. As okay. much. Okay. <laughs> hardly, hardly at all. <laughs> hardly at all. And I use, the, I use shredded leaves for mulch also. Okay. Oh, that's, that's neat. No. Well, you Why know, not? it breaks down around the plants. It does. Absolutely does. That's what's supposed to happen naturally, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. While you bring that up, we often get calls of people who think that if they just leave the leaves there, um, then that makes a good ground cover throughout the winter without breaking them up. And depends experts, on, what do you have to say about that? Depends on what you're trying to accomplish. You know, you remind me of our listener, Dan, who called in <laughs> that last, I think it was last fall, right? Uh, late last fall where his wife was saying, yes. I can't believe you did this. Yes. And, and he was allowing the leaves just to pile up or he just blew them over or raked them over and on top of the hostas and just let it sit like that. And so, Dan, if you're listening, you can call and defend yourself. But Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I think he finally ended up taking them off and chopping and them chopping up. And chopping them up. It's yeah, better. Kind of. Th- okay. He was the one that called in and said, can you settle a debate for yeah. us? Yeah. That's, that's right. it. Okay. That's it. So yeah. so it well, is better to chop them up. Yeah. But well, it isn't awful not to? Well, but it depends on... Well, the first off, if it's on your lawn, you got to get them off your lawn. Okay. Otherwise, they'll smother the grass if they're heavy. Yep. That's exactly right. That's so, so important. So then if you're talking about your landscape, your garden, whatever you want to call it, um, I think it's then it comes back down to are they going to just blow back out? And not stay in position anyway, which is probably the case. Uh, and if you do chop them up, they will break down faster than if they're just, you have more surface area, um, easier for it to get mixed in with the soil and other things. And if they're sitting on top hole in layers, I think maybe a little bit less apt to have some holding possibly some disease problems just because they are going to break down more quickly. You're not going to have, especially if you have some big leaves like john used to have sycamores where he lived before he lives now and talk Mm -hmm. about getting some big layers and maple leaves are notorious for uh, layering and and compacting down uh, where oak trees might be better for example for the most part oak leaves would be a little bit better as far as not packing down so tightly like that so it'll depend upon the species and how much they're mixed up and mixed together yeah Hmm. and and if they're super deep then it harbors moisture and then it starts to get mold and fungal things happening, uh, so you don't want that. Great place right. for insects to live over the winter. Exactly, and then also uh, our friends, the voles, which I have a problem with. They love stuff like that. They want to live under there, and then they're happy campers, aren't hanging they? around plants and eating all the roots. And 
Yeah. yeah. And so you can yeah. say, well, what would what would happen in nature? Well, they're not going to get chopped up that much. They're going to lay whole. Okay, but you're probably going to have more twig debris. You're going to have other things uh, mixed in with them as well, which will help mitigate that to some extent. Yeah. And the reality is we've created artificial environments in our gardens, and we don't have exactly the same type of system, ecosystem, if you will, or microclimate as Mother Nature would have in a forested area. Good so, point. So, and you have wild, you might have the wildflowers, you might have other organisms growing in throughout that. So, But it's still I, fairly manicured as opposed to being in the wild. So, oh, you know, you can't really compare it apples to apples saying, well, that's what Mother Nature would do. But I think you can say, like John uses the leaves as, as compost or as mulch on top of his garden. And I think you can mimic that portion, certainly, of what Mother Nature does and mm-hmm. get great results out of it. Okay. Yes, sir. Great. This is Plant Experts live at Prairie Gardens, 356-9397. So back to those plants <clears throat> that Mr. Weisgarber has a blanket over. Mm-hmm. And I, I can promise you he probably used a blanket as a last resort if he would have had a bucket yeah, big oh, enough. Like enough buckets. He would have never have enough buckets. He would have put a bucket yeah. over it. But anyway, I'm surprised he didn't use a bucket yeah. underneath his blanket yeah. to keep it up to off hold the plant, off the so plant. it wasn't oh. squashing the plants. You know, right. well, you do have to be careful about that. Well, yeah. you do. Absolutely. You want to you want to put either some some uh, stakes in or twigs or whatever just to just to hold them up. Yeah, and I have uh, several pots that I have have indoor plants in you know tropicals and and some of them are are beautiful but i just think you know now i have to dig them up and i have to repot them is it worth it i just think you know but again where am i going to put them well yeah 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 so you know you have to make those decisions and it seems to me that for the plants that did come in or are going to still come in i'm looking at uh, what's on the table here, not to mention John's breakfast sitting nearby these products that we offer for sale. Chemicals, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, so why don't you guys tell me a little bit about some of these things that you have on the table here that you're recommending people treat their plants with. Let's talk about the pretty one first. Okay. okay. Oh. Yeah. So well, then let's yeah. go to the phone lines. Thanks, Blake. Uh, on the phone lines. This is Jeanette. Hi, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good, good. You guys are having a great show already this morning. I'm really enjoying it. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I'm calling with a question because um, I just picked up a spice bush that I bought um, from the Master Naturalist uh, fundraiser program. Now, um, I ordered it, I think, back in July um, on an impulse. (laughs) So I kind of really don't know much about spice bushes, so what should I expect from it and then also planting it this week with all of the um you know frost predictions of frost and stuff what should i do about that and i'll listen to the answer uh off the air thank you before you hang up can we ask you a question just to confirm do you have the genus so to make sure we're really talking about 100 percent the same thing are you still there jeanette Oh, oh, she, she was up. fast in hanging yeah, up so that she could. I don't want to talk to those people Click. anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's that's a, an issue because spice bush can be a common name for a couple of different things. So oh. it's it's but there is. Um, so it's probably calicanthus. You think is what she's talking about? Uh, but that's we're, we're probably I think most commonly. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
which I think are, are really neat shrubs, deciduous shrubs. Mm-hmm. Um, like sun, they are big. Uh, and they're pretty easy, I think. Yeah, and, and I don't know if she just if she ordered it, whether it's a bare root deal or that was whether be my is question. it a, was it containerized. Yeah. So. so oh, and you know what? It doesn't really matter. But they yeah. both either one of them, if whether it's bare root or or potted, it can be planted now. Oh, absolutely. Um, if it's bare root, would you soak it first? I would probably soak yeah, it in water. In water for a little while. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you know, do great soil prep. Uh, you know, dig your dig your whole uh the basically the same depth as the as the root mass uh twice as wide yeah uh amend the soil with the uh, compost compost, or moss. compost, yeah. compost yes yep, absolutely yeah and just you know i think they're just really lovely plants it just takes a bigger space to accommodate them don't you think yeah what do you think they're about six feet eight feet probably six to eight i think hmm. i think high and wide probably and wide. Yeah, so oh, you really wow. have to uh, plan ahead. I know gardeners are so good at that. <laughs> <laughs> and but, I, you know, I, I, in fact, I had to dig up a spice bush at my house. I had to, unfortunately, just destroy it because I planted it way too close to the house. Oh, that's too bad. And, we, you know, uh, most gardeners do that. I was going to say it's nice to hear that even an expert does that occasionally. Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> Occasionally would be okay, but a lot, nah. Right. Anyway. So as far as planting it now, my, my guess is if she bought it now, it's not bare root. I would think. I can't probably imagine not. it wasn't in dormant. So probably it's prob- it probably was in a small container of some sort. And, and again, it, it, we don't know 100% what she's talking about because of the common name factor. So it could be Lindera. It could be Calicanthus. It yeah. could be a Viburnum. I mean, sometimes that spice bush... Um, or spice this or spice that is yep. is thrown to a couple of things, but probably assume it's Lindera. Um, and so as far as planting now because of the cold, I wouldn't hesitate. I mean, Me the sooner oh, the better great from time. the standpoint to go ahead and get a great root system. In fact, any of the trees and shrubs we have out here now would be just a fantastic time of year to plant. Your challenge today or tomorrow is going to be the fact that the soil's probably too wet. A little wet, yeah. To properly dig the hole, and we've talked about that all the time. So really she needs to wait until it, it dries out enough so she can properly dig the soil and not have it all compacted and, and whatnot. And there's probably still weeks to do that. Yes. You know, if it takes five or six days for this to dry out, you're still fine. Yeah. Fall is a great time. Even into early winter is a great time to plant trees and shrubs. Really? Yeah. I would oh, not yeah. have guessed that. So as far as what she can expect, I would expect that if she uh, uh, is able to wait a few days and get it planted properly... And water it in and then check it for water. I'd mulch it in with a shredded bark or um, mulch. And as far as watering, you might have to water once a week, might have to water twice a week. It really is hard to say for sure with how what the temperatures modify and what they become. But I would expect to get some roots established uh, this fall, and she, I think she's going to just be off to a great head start Okay, good. next year. Absolutely. Yeah, well. that's what's great about this time. You get that head start, and it takes off quicker. Yeah. So, Jeanette, I certainly hope that helped. Yeah, I hope it did, too. Let's go ahead and go back to the phones. Okay. Is that okay? I didn't mean it's to interrupt well, you. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, oh, okay. if you have to, go Please, ahead. Marianne, yeah, go because Ron okay. has been ever so patient as he waits in Urbana. Good morning, Ron. Uh, good morning. Um, <laughs> receding my uh, lawn, and I wonder if you knew the extended forecast as far as precipitation goes, like a period where there'll be a lot of precipitation. Mm. 
<laughs> How do you think, weatherman? <laughs> yeah, I've only looked through Monday. <laughs> I'm, trying to, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, you know, get some help from nature on this. Yeah, well, that's totally, that's yeah. huge. Absolutely. The problem, the problem is, you're so late in putting it down. If you really are going to rely just on Mother Nature to keep it watered, I don't know if it's worth doing it right now, because. Well, yeah, okay, I, what's a good time then, uh, to reseed? Well, if you're not going to water, um, I think you probably should wait till spring at this point in time. Um, if he is going to water. If you are going to water, you're still late, but depending upon the type of seed you use, I think you could still get some germination. And, of course, you're totally in Mother Nature's hands as far as the temperatures and stuff like that. Sure. If yeah. the temperatures modify and they get back in the 60s during the day, like they're saying, it could start to happen by Thursday or Friday of, of this coming week. Um, I, I think if you're watering out there every day or every other day to keep it moist, you might get some germ. But if you do want to get some germination, you're probably going to have to take a look at using some fescues or rye or some other quick germinating things. I don't think bluegrass is probably in your offing too much right now. Bluegrass can take weeks to germinate, so oh, that's yeah. what, that's the issue that's going on here. And then in a few weeks, it might be too cold for it to germinate anyway or germinate with much success. So, um, yeah, the fescues and rye are important if you're going to do it. Then coupled with okay. the fact that right oh. now it would be pretty darn wet to try and put it down properly yeah, today because, would you, be the day. because you couldn't incorporate it into the soil and if you can't get it mixed into the soil uh, to one extent or another then you need to wait so now all of a sudden you're probably waiting until Wednesday or Thursday perhaps if it if it stays dry I think the percentage of rain for Monday or for Sunday night Monday is less now than what it was earlier yes. in the week. So yes. I think we're around 50% or less, depending upon what forecast you listen to. What I looked at this morning, Thursday, was 0% chance of moisture. Yeah. But every day between now and then, there's some chance of moisture. Yeah. So, so that's okay, difficult. So if, I do this, if I do this again next year, then what time frame should I do it in? None of us start thinking about it at the middle of August, but the perfect time of year to sow grass seed, if you're able to water, is the middle of August to the middle of September. You have warm soil okay. temperatures. You have less uh, weed competition, uh, weed seed competition. Uh, but you would, of course, typically in August and September have to water uh, to make it happen. And if and if you don't think you're going to able to do that because of the size of the area or just because it doesn't work out for you and your schedule, then I would probably look at next spring and try and ride, you know, again, sometime in March. We typically have enough drying weather for a week or 10 days. There's a little window. You just have to be prepared to do it. We yeah. can go out there and work the soil, get the seed in, maybe yeah. consider slit seeding, and then try and ride that wave of Mother Nature giving you some moisture in the spring. Okay, if I don't slit seed, can I just put down the seed and then top dress it with uh, soil? Like topsoil, buy it, you know, the stores? You can. Uh, I don't think you'll get as good a results, but you certainly can, absolutely. I'd say most seed is not slit seeded. Most seed is put down on top and incorporated in. Yeah. So, it's, But it's a matter of having a loose soil base so it can actually embed itself into the soil. And and you think about trying to broadcast topsoil on top. If it's a small patch right. or two, that's easy to, not easy, but it's doable. If you're trying to do a larger area and you're trying to fling topsoil or put a small layer of soil on top of it, it's like, how am I really going to get that done? It's not easy to do. Mm. No, it isn't. All right, thanks. Enjoy the program. All right, thanks, thanks. Ron. Thanks, Good luck. Ron. Hope we helped. Three five six nine three nine seven. Plant experts live at Prairie Gardens. Again, I'd say if somebody really wants to sow seed, if they're willing to water, 
they might still get some results, but you really have to take a look at what type of seed you're putting down to get one that's going to germinate quickly. Because you not only have to germinate, but you want to get established enough yep. so you have a little bit of a root system yeah. going on it so you don't have some of the freezing, thawing, and, mm. uh, and heaving of these new seedlings out of the ground. You yeah. want to get it established enough. Yeah. Quickly, you mentioned slit seeding. Can you explain what that is? It's, it's a machine that you rent. Oh. Like they'll have them up here at Rental City. Okay. And uh, it's, a, it's heavy enough where you aren't going to get it in and out of your vehicle by yourself unless you have a ramp. So it takes two people to lift it. Um, mm. So it's kind of like a walk-behind lawnmower, if you will, but it's bigger and heavier. And it's got a hopper in it that you pour the seed in and you adjust the depth. And so it's like you got your little planter out there, like if you're uh, planting corns or beans or anything like that in the field. And it's got these little rows and these tines, and it just embeds the seed just below the surface of the soil. Which and, is perfect. And so yeah. you can go one direction, if you will, and you'll see all these little lines and rows, which will eventually disappear. Or you can do it crisscross and go back and forth so you have a little bit more dense pattern if you want to do that. And you just adjust the dial on the slit seeder to accommodate the mix or size of seed that you're having. So if it's a bluegrass or a really small seed, which I wouldn't do this late if I was expecting germination, um, you might have a different dial uh, setting on it than if it's a larger seeded mix with some rise or some fescues. Okay. And about this time, if people really did want to add some grass seed, you would say maybe a rye or a fescue? Yeah, I think you have to take a look at something that's going to germinate more quickly. Again, um, in a, under perfect conditions, which we've passed that point because it's cool enough now, uh, you might get some rise or fescues to germinate in five to seven days. Okay. And it might take bluegrass anywhere, depending upon the species, the type, the variety, 14 to 21 days. Hmm. And these are under ideal conditions. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, we've passed that time. Yeah. So yeah, You think about 21 days from now. Ooh. Yeah, it might take 12 or 15 or 20 days for the rye or fescue to germinate. It's hard okay. to say for sure right now. Yeah, depending on the weather. Yeah. All right. 356-9397. Plant Experts Live at Prairie Gardens. Back to the phones we go where Rick in Longview is standing by. Good morning, Rick. Good morning. How are you today? We're doing well, thanks. How can we help you? Well, I have a, have a couple of questions. One question is... I live out in the country, and I have an old uh, asparagus patch, and mm. it has uh, become infested with uh, uh, four o'clocks, natural or the the native four o'clocks. Is there anything I can put on there that's not going to hurt the asparagus, but get rid of the crazy four o'clocks? The wild mm. four o'clock. Four o'clock is that like a mm. just a really crazy uh, wild weed I, I, like I, an ivy? Or? I don't think there is. Okay. I I don't think there is either. It's it's a flower that a lot of people plant and then regret it. Okay. Um, you know, your challenge is, what are you going to put on there that's safe to put on a vegetable crop area anyway? Right. Right. That, that's an edible thing. So. Um, I, Again, I unfortunately, other than digging them out by hand and then just uh, trying to get the root system and then mulching that asparagus patch in real heavy while it's dormant. Well, um, I didn't. I didn't know if like the commercial preen product would would do, do that or or whether that would be be just as deadly on the asparagus. 
uh, I'd, you'd have to defer to the label okay. on that. And preen won't kill any existing weeds. Uh, it keeps some seeds from germinating, and it tends to be a little bit more effective on grassy-type weeds and broadleaf weeds. But, again, okay. you could follow the directions and see if it would give you hope. Okay. But um, my first choice would probably be to remove what I can. Uh, maybe I could have less seeds popping up next year. Right. Uh, by getting them out of there. And okay. um, I, can you even access the ground? Is the asparagus patch dense enough where you can get on your hands and knees and even get in there, or is it oh, yeah. too thick to yeah, do we can get <clears throat> we can get in there. It's just there's my, my asparagus, asparagus patch is probably about 25 feet long and about uh, 6, 7 feet wide, and so it's a big area. I've yes, been, it I've is. been working big. the past several years to try to eliminate. I've been having lamb's quarter come up, so I've been... <sighs> vigilant very vigilant the last two years to get those removed out of there uh, wow. by taking those out that's allowed the four o'clocks to even get denser yeah hmm. wow. wow um i i think you've got a window of opportunity where you're not going to have the weeds really develop a whole bunch more but right um if you know if i think it's kind of like once you as opposed to hoeing and trying to work in tight quarters, I think I'd almost drop it down on all fours and yeah, get on it and crawl, right, crawl in out. and yeah. With and a little bit, a okay. little bit of moisture in the ground, it'll come out a little easier. Yeah, so right. it might be an advantage to that. And even right if now. I had like a woods knife or a camping knife or okay. uh, something like that, they could maybe get down eight or ten inches or twelve inches and exactly try and okay. dig them out. Okay. And, and, and boy, it's, it, the more shredded bark mulch that you could put on or some sort of mulch on top of the asparagus patch, I think you'd benefit if you wanted to even top dress it with compost this fall from a nutrient well, standpoint and then and then mulch it in with on top of that. I think you'd be know, really uh, happy with the results. I know a few years ago um, I took uh, I went and got a truckload of cobs and I put the cobs over there and that helped a little oh. bit, but they still came through. As the, and then the cobs, you know, just uh, uh, break down uh, right. the compost. And uh, but I haven't done that for oh, probably ten or fifteen years. So uh, things have kind of gotten out of more out of hand with it. So yeah, do you have any nitrogen source in compost that's available to you? Uh, it sounds like you uh, um, have some bulk uh, <laughs> connections, if you will. Uh, uh, you mean like commercial fertilizer or like a composted? Uh, like oh, bedding, uh, animal bedding. Well, my, my my wife has a compost bin, and I mean, you know, we're adding leaves and and vegetable uh, trimmings and that kind of stuff uh, to it. And it's uh, uh, we we ha we haven't taken anything out from under out of it yet, uh, just because it's just been a couple years since uh, uh, we've got it going. So, well, if you, if you have mm -hmm. a a patch that's six foot by twenty five foot. You could use an inch or two of compost oh, yeah. in there, mm -hmm. and an okay. inch or two of compost over a 6 by 25 area is a, is a pretty good chunk. I don't know what that would turn into a cubic yard, but right. it's probably going to be a truckload. Well, yeah, maybe a couple of cubic yards, a cubic, right. I don't know, something like that perhaps. Okay. Um, Marianne's deciphering right now. <laughs> Rick, not, I want to make sure. I, want, I just want to make yeah. sure that we can get to another phone call. But, Rick, I knew you had another question, too. Yeah. Well, okay, and, it, and it's quicker. Uh, my wife has a uh, iris little bed, but it's, it's become uh, infested with brome grass, 
is there anything we can put on it, or is that going to be a hand job also? Wow. I think if it's iris, it would be just as easy to, to dig all of it up and start your iris bed again, because that way okay. you could absolutely get the weeds out of it. But probably okay. do that in the spring again. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's a little okay. late now. Yeah. But okay. Iris, typically, if you're going to transplant in the fall, August or September, yeah. is your best chance, because you're going to plant them so shallow, you need them to root in. And right now, right. if you tried to replant, you'd probably just heave, and they'd probably dry up and die. And trying to dig okay. the weeds out of that patch would just destroy the rhizomes, uh, I totally think. Totally agree. So. Right. Okay. okay. All right. Thank you very much. You're good so luck. welcome, Rick, and good luck. Hope it okay. helped a little. 356-9397, Plant Experts, live at Prairie Gardens. Jason in Oakwood has been waiting patiently. Good morning, Jason. Thanks for waiting. Thank you. Thank you. How are you guys doing? We're good. doing great. Okay. My, my question is, I have uh, four peach trees, and they've been in the ground you know, for like four years, and they're not they're not really growing. Now, my father, he bought a couple peach trees, and he put them in the ground two years ago, and they've sprouted up, and they've pr- been producing peaches. Wow. So I'm trying to figure out what kind of fertilizer or something I would need. Well, well I think you, we've, we've talked about compost all morning now, and I think compost is never going to hurt. Uh, to top dress your trees with that and if it's just been in the ground for four years I wouldn't be too concerned about that um, especially if they were pretty young trees when you put them in uh, so I, I wouldn't give up on them certainly I'd, I'd, I'd use a little bit of compost compost is great yeah and I think uh, you're right uh, some some fruit trees need to be you know three to five years old before they're going to produce exactly uh, depends on how old they were when you planted them did, uh, did you plant them yourself yeah yeah I did do you remember how you prepared the soil at the time? Uh, no, it was too long ago. But I do have rabbits, so I use rabbit pellets and put them around the tree, and you know. That's a good and, thing. But they're, I mean, my dad's trees. You know, he just he bought them from uh, from a magazine. He got them. They were probably about four foot tall. He put them in the ground, and within two years, he's he's had all kinds of peaches. Mine are about five foot, five foot tall, but they, they're not, they're not growing. What's the quality of the foliage look like? Is it nice and deep green? Is it light green? Have you had any of the disease problems, uh, like peach uh, leaf curl or anything else, the last couple of years? No disease problems. It actually used to be a strawberry farm, so where they're at was really good soil because there were strawberries there, but they're just, they're just not shooting up. Hmm. And it's been four years. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'd probably say, okay, which way am I going? Am I going to try and do the compost thing and see if I can get things to correct, um, or do I want to move on and plant new trees? Yeah, oh. yeah. Yeah, replace them. And you know what? It certainly depends on what kind, what variety you're, you've you've planted, because there are different yeah. bloom times for peaches. And if if a late frost or even a mid-season frost in the spring got the flowers, then of course you're not going to have any fruit. But I think he'd get he'd be should be having some growth, and he should have them established. Well, and, yeah, that's true. If there's no growth at all, that's a little bit different. But yeah. So I'm just wondering if there's something either when the way they were planted, whether it's a planting depth, whether it was just not preparing the soil 
well enough, whether you got a bad batch of, it's hard to imagine all four of them being bad, but you got a bad batch. Yeah, soil prep um, is, a, is a huge issue. And also, don't you think, Steve, that uh, sometimes uh, trees especially can be grown in a container long enough that the, the roots begin to girdle the that's pot? That's a good point. And if, if that's the case, if you didn't loosen out the roots, um, it's possible that it's girdling itself. Uh, the trees are so you know if if you if you pulled them out and kind of straightened them out as much as you could that's that's one thing but um i don't know, just it, there's so many important things to do when you first plant a a tree and soil prep is the first and then the the root systems addressing that is the next yeah and or they could be too deep okay oh too deep that's another point yeah right. absolutely yeah. and jason i'd yeah, also say oh keep yeah, in mind that's, that's the thing is I don't have a green thumb, so maybe I planted them too deep. Well, you certainly didn't want to plant them any deeper than they were. Were they in a container when you got them, or were they bare root? Uh, bare root. Yeah, the, oh, the, okay. o- the odds of you f- not getting them at the right depth are even greater. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, do you think maybe soil samples would be a good idea, or? I mean, I uh, live uh, out like Kikapoo, so, you know. My guess is that. My guess is that's the least of the problems. Yeah. Okay. I would probably, you know, the, the root girdling is probably not the issue. Probably like Mary was talking about since you said they were bare root. I think the planting depth is probably the the greatest chance of being the problem. Yeah, more than likely. And another than whether it's even worth doing this or not, next spring after they before they start to leaf out, if you want to lift them out of the ground and um, try and plant them more shallow, I don't, if you can look at, dig the soil down around the way from the trunk and see where the flare is and see where perhaps the right planting depth is. Yeah. But um, that's probably what it is. Okay. Okay. I appreciate it. Well, thanks for calling in, Jason. Yeah. And certainly good luck with that. Yeah. 356-9397, plant experts live at Prairie Gardens. Ben in Champaign is standing by. Good morning, Ben. How are you? I'm good. How are you? We're great. Thanks. How can we help? Um, I actually just had one quick suggestion for Rick in uh, Longview. In my horticulture class uh, a couple years ago at the U of I, um, they actually mentioned that if you put rock salt on a bed of asparagus, um, it will help deter the weeds because the salinity of the soil kills the weeds, but asparagus is um, resistant to salt. That's a great tip. Have you guys ever heard of that? So, oh. Yes. Yeah. You have? The, the, okay. The challenge is... But you have to be dedicated to making it just an asparagus patch because if you do that, you're kind of ruining your soil or like oh, the water. Right. Or, That's and, exactly and, right. And, and, okay. and the other challenge is what's the right amount? And yeah. at right. what point do you cross right. the line? Okay. And, yeah. and there's not a guide for that. Right. Yeah. It's, so it's, if you want to do research on that, I just threw, you know, it's a safe safe to eat. You know, it's just rock salt. But... Um, I just figured I'd, I'd throw that out there. No, we appreciate you throwing oh, that yeah, out there. Absolutely. I'm glad you did, Ben. Absolutely. That's really yeah. interesting. And I, yeah, other than doing it in mod- moderate amounts, that's where... Whatever that means. You know what? <laughs> if I'm so irritated with the weeds anyway, I would probably just pick a little spot and just do it anyway. Just yeah. Like I, it. Yeah, just, I would. Yep. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, good, good point. Six by 25 is big, but it's not so big. I would physically eradicate them. Yeah. Get them out of yeah. there. I would... Put mulch on six inches deep of a shredded bark. That's great. And, and not give them much of a home. Okay. Well, yeah. thank you, thanks. Ben. Anyway, we appreciate that. that. Yeah. Thank, thank you. you. Glad you did. That's awesome. Thank thanks you. for listening. Bye.
Bye-bye. 356-9397. We go back to the phones where J.D. has been waiting patiently. J.D., I'm so glad we were able to get you in. I was worried. Thank you very much. (laughs) Sure. Um, Is it too late to fertilize on an established lawn? No, it's perfect time. Go for it. That was quick. Yeah. So get out there. (laughs) Great. Okay. Great. Thanks for your help. Oh, you're so welcome. That's one thing. We talk about this every year in the spring, well, all year long practically, is fertilizing a lawn. If you only have a choice to do it once a year, this is the time to do it. This is the best time. Okay. Absolutely. So, yeah, go for it, J.D. Absolutely. And is there a specific type of fertilizer you would recommend? Grass fertilizer. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> I deserve that. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> that, that we have several nice. good choices out here. There's, yeah, there's a number of choices. And different people get different reactions with different ones. And okay. You just get used to using, oh, I wouldn't use anything but this, you know, that kind of thing. So. Right. At this point, it's still early enough. I'd use one that has a mixture of nitrogen that feeds slowly over time as opposed to just a quick release only. The phosphorus and potassium is really important right now, too, though. So Yeah. Uh the one with the peach tree, was that Jason, I believe, Jason and Oakwood? Anyway, I, I wanted to, I, it reminded me how you have a guarantee with your trees here at Prairie Gardens, correct? Mm-hmm. Where if it doesn't pan out for you, you can return it within a year? Right. If, Bring if the it, tree and the receipt back. And if it dies. Yep. Yeah. That's great. It's terrific. But it's a working relationship. we got to know that you're really trying hard. Yeah. Talking nice to it. <laughs> Giving it a little water. Yeah. Oh, yeah, water, right. <laughs> That's only fair. Yeah. Okay. But still, it's nice that, that you back your products like that. Yeah. Well, it, it kind of takes it out of the plant's hands and probably unfairly puts it in the gardener's hands. But, um, right. you know, because the plant was probably pretty good. It didn't get to be as big as it was because it wasn't a good plant. Right. You know, all of a sudden it yeah. got a different home and is it, to get what it needs yeah. consistently to get planted properly like we talked about, whatever. But it does eliminate some of that doubt. Yeah. And, and over the years, you know, we've tried to to find the, the vendors that, that have a great reputation and just put out high-quality stuff. I think we've done pretty good. Oh, yeah. So, you know, the chances of getting something that's diseased or stunted or mislabeled is is pretty minimal. And you were saying that this is the perfect time of uh, year to shrubs, plant trees and shrubs. And do you have any on sale? Oh, by my any gosh. chance? Do Anything we, we have? Yes, we do. <laughs> <laughs> Out there is on sale. There's some really. There's a nice selection of shrubs still, uh, and yeah. some of the uh, like iteas and and oh the burning bush. They're beginning you to show color. Bur- yes. Oh my yeah, gosh. That looks great. Yeah, yeah, some yeah. Great viburnums too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. There's a lot of these things on sale right now. Oh yay. All right. Well, I, I did want to mention that uh, in just a couple of weeks, you have uh, an annual event that we always enjoy here at Prairie Gardens. Go ahead, say it. Yeah, based upon that <laughs> snow yesterday, you could actually say that we have a Christmas open house coming up. And people could visualize it more easily. <laughs> That's true. What was I thinking? Yeah, we can. Oh, okay, Christmas. Absolutely. Yeah. Doesn't yeah. hurt my brain so much. But it's going to be over, <laughs> over two weekends. The first weekend is uh, Friday through Sunday, October 26th, 27th, and 28th. And the second weekend would be the following weekend, then it's November 2nd, 3rd, and 4th. Right. So 
Totally Christmas open house coming up. You can see what's new because there's a lot of cool new stuff. Oh my gosh! This year, I mean, some really cool stuff. So I spent I spent all day out back and the plants and you know, the house plants and stuff like that. And I walk in, and the store's changed almost completely. Really, it's like people are just working their little uh, hands to the bones to mm-hmm. get stuff together. It's just beautiful, just looking beautiful. That's true. The store is looking beautiful. Yellow As mums are on does. sale. Yellow mums are on sale. Bulbs are on the sale. Bulbs, bulbs are on, on sale. Spring flower bulbs. bulbs. Holy and cow. Halloween's take an extra twenty five percent off the lowest mark price on Halloween. Yeehaw. Twenty five percent off. There's some the nice lowest stuff. mark price oh, on yeah, Halloween. Honey. That's great. <laughs> Ooh, I'm going shopping. <laughs> You've been listening to Plant Experts Live at Prairie Gardens with plant experts Marianne Metz, John Weisgarver, and Steve Brown. I'm Tamara McDaniel. Our producer is Blake Landa. Thanks so much for listening, and we certainly hope you enjoy your weekend. Stay tuned for Saturday Sports Talk up next here on News Talk 1400 WDWS Champaign-Urbana. Oats, you have my homecoming. Go Illini!